0: to the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Steve. I'm Mischievous Dave.
1: And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we're talking about episode six of Loki, titled For All Time, Always. Written by Michael Waldron, Eric Marting, and Bisha K. Alley. And directed by Kate Herron. So, I got a little bit of bad news though. So. Kate Herron is not returning for season two.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. That was curious. Wow. Yeah.
1: But we're getting season two, so that's a bonus. Yes. yes. Before we jump into all of this and get so excited, because I think we know we're going to go all like, but what about? Yeah. (laughs) We have some feedback from last episode.
0: So take it away, Steve. All right, Jazz. sent us some feedback just after we finished recording last week's episode. So here's what her thoughts were on episode five.
2: Hello, this is Jazz with review on Loki. I was glad that Loki and Sylvie admitted that they were friends. It's nice to see that, at least for right now, it's possible to have platonic friends. And when they had their fight against the Balrog-looking creature that was ghosts and mirrors and smoke and ate everything in its sight, I like the fact that the Sylvie character gave Loki a squeeze on his hand, because they were holding hands, as a pep talk essentially that he did know how to do more magic than he thought and so he was able to double the enchanting ability that they used in order to open the door to get into the next realm after the timekeepers it could still be kang it could be doom it could be the boss chick who lied in the first place and said that oh no i i want to find them too anyway she could be part loki because she lies well so i think it was all very good i also love the fact that the coward Loki, who was in all yellow, no offense for him a coward he was in yellow, and he did say that he did the fight another day, which is actually very accurate in many cases. He did make a stand and built a very impressive city, which might have been Asgard, and as a distraction for the Balrog character, I'll just call him that. And I thought that was very impressive, and then he had a little bit of maniacal laughter at the end, because... I guess that's just what you do when you know you're going to be eaten. But I gave credit to his character. He he had a lot more chutzpah in the end. So I thought the alligator chewing off the hand of the other Loki, who was Loki for president. That's why he had vote on his lapel. I thought that was awesome. And the literal Loki was taking the alligator back going, okay, let's just leave here. I thought that was all very cool. I love the fact that the sword that he gave our Loki was flaming. And because... Why not? It didn't glow blue, so there weren't any orcs involved, but it still was a very good-looking flaming sword. I fully expected him to be able to use it, but he didn't have to. So it's probably much easier for Tom Hiddleston to walk around in a shirt and pants than it is in Sylvie's outfit. And she does mention that and says, you know, you could just whip me up a different outfit, because... Eh is a little hard to wear so i guess it's leather is hard to wear all the time with all the lights and everything else i would think that would not be pleasant but i love the fact that they had a character moment and shared a blanket and i, I like the development of the two of them i'm a bit of a romantic at heart but you could stop at the platonic and i would be fine too so thought it was cute that mortimus was giving loki a hug and then looked at the female loki Sylvie and said you're my favorite just so she knew that he liked her too which I just love. And I don't know how he's going to kick ass and take names unless he gets armor or something to prevent him from being killed again and then popped back there. So, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get that in the next episode. There might only be six episodes, so it, it'll it all go out in a bang. So far, I'm really liking it. I'm enjoying it. I did think it was cool that the portal image that they use in the at the end when they did the credits and they say, okay, so you're a variant. And Kabloom Gum and stuff like that. You'll see a portal of somebody going through a portal. That's actually the exact image of a game called Portal. So I wonder if they got rights to do that. Because he was phasing when he went from one area to another. But I thoroughly enjoyed it all. Hope you guys are doing
0: well. And talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you very much, Jazz, for that wonderful feedback. what you guys think? Of Jazz's feedback with the episode? Feedback. feedback.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we touched on a lot of those as we were talking, so I think we're all pretty much on the yeah. same page. Yep. Although I think Jan's and I are more on the same page that we don't need them to be all like, ooh, kiss me, smoochy, smoosh. <laughs> well, I, I kind of like thought Dave she and, and Steve
0: are the other round. I thought she was more like me because I can go either way, I'm fine oh, with what? it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm on definitely on the romantic side. I'd rather have a romance. Why be alone all time? What kind of existence is that? Right. Thanks, Steve. Uh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah,
3: I'm not there. But anyway. Yeah, I love I the. I don't think it's creepy. They're not the same person. They're just. The same person, talking. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she says at the end, you're not me or I'm not you. She right. up.
1: Yeah, actually, I was going to bring that up when we talk about it because okay. I think that
0: rolls into something we've talked about before. A uh, nice call out to the video game portal. I like that. And of course, yeah. <laughs> the Balrog and. <laughs> that was good yeah and of course we all love croaky biting off the hand of uh president Loki that was <laughs> I <love> great <laughs> I love that meme I love
1: that that's why I had to share that with you guys that yeah. Guy. oh yeah
0: <laughs> though of course wasn't that the off hand of Thanos and not the gauntlet hand you know what I haven't watched that moment in a while so I don't know which hand it is. yeah no because I, cause I, I think triple sure in the left hand, hand. yeah. From what they showed, he was <laughs> lost right, his right, right hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should have gone for the head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great one. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for the orc comment there with, with the flaming sword. That was a nice callback. Yeah, and of course Sylvie wanting a new outfit. Yeah. I wonder yeah,
1: I w- can see leather being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, very hot on stage. That's for sure. <laughs> Could be pleather. I don't like better. that would make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as always, Jazz, we really appreciate your feedback, and maybe we'll hear from you for this episode.
2: Hi. As luck would have it, I agree that pleather is equally hot as leather, and Mm -hmm. Dave would know that if he ever tried leather
1: pants. This
3: is Jazz. (laughs) 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 Which I haven't. But I should have.
1: Yeah. What, Dave, you don't walk around wearing leather or pleather pants? Nope, nope. (laughs) All the concerts you go to? uh,
3: uh, No, I wear my assless chaps to concerts. Uh,
1: Okay. That explains. You you air out that way.
2: Jingle, jangle, jingle. That's an image I didn't need.
0: (laughs) Oh, welcome to the podcast, Jazz.
2: Hi, thanks.
0: Well, let's move on from the assless chaps and (laughs) discuss initial reactions. Dave? Yeah, okay. My initial reaction was, meh. I really didn't
3: like it that much. I think I watched it that day, and I sent a a message to uh, Sean and Steve, and I went, meh. And Steve's like, no, (laughs) no. What? Shut up, you. I still give it, I was going to give it a two out of five, but I give it a three out of five stacked universes. But the, the one thing I can't stand is the grinning villain. I don't like the grinning villain. You know, huh. this snarky, smarmy, grinning villain. I'm a big Batman guy. I never liked the Joker. Everyone's like, oh, Joker's so cool. I'm like, no, he's not. I mean, I don't get yeah, He's a psycho. So come on. But right. the grinning villain that knows everything, except this guy really doesn't know everything, as he proved at the end of the episode. But yeah, that, that's what I don't like. I don't like the grinning villain. So that disappointed me.
0: Okay. Sean?
1: Okay. So like I went in and I was excited. And then when we had our reveal like super early, I'm like, yes, I was right. Then I'm like, wait a second. No way I was right. This is way too early. (laughs) And then I'm kind of like watching the clock going, all right, hold on. There's got to be something, some additional reveal at the end. Big surprise. And then the way it came down, I was like, okay, now I understand why Dave was like, eh. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of mad because, yeah, we had like all of this stuff happening. And I was like, yes, yes. Wait a second. Damn it. It's basically how it went through the whole whole episode. And you know what the fault
3: of it is, Sean? I guess it's because they're having season two. So it wasn't even a killer uh, cliffhanger. Right. No. I was just. And you can't end the story, so they just, and I wouldn't say it ended with a thud. It, w- it wasn't like some other shows we've
0: watched. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, eh,
3: okay, shut up. Dan.
1: No, but I'll tell you, Jason and I looked at each other and we're like, wait, what? That? Are you kidding?
3: Yeah, it would have been nicer to have a, a post-credit seed that at least did something.
1: I know. I was like, maybe there's something and we're going to hear it or see it. So I just let it keep playing.
0: I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. All That's right. how I am. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got meh and I don't know. All right, Jazz, can you top either one of those?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have some thoughts. I don't know if they're necessarily in line, but I I agree that it sort of ended with more of a squish than a, oh my, because I guess they're going to go with the time traveling theme that they've had throughout. And that's one way to do it is to say, oh, by the way, you've, you've shown up on Earth 52 or whatever and not the one that you left. And it was just kind of odd in certain areas. But I mean, I found some of it, for the majority of it, I found it very enjoyable. It sort of ended with a cliffhanger. So I was like, oh, crap. But on the other hand, you get a a season two, and I was expecting Neve to come back, because that was part of the fun of this season, was the interplay between the two actors. And I know that they had modified her costume. I read in one of the articles that so she was able to take care of her young child because she had just had a kid. And so they had modified it so that she could take care of her milk producing duties offset and not have to get completely out of the outfit and back in. So that's novel. Yeah. I've not heard of that before. But on the other hand, they gave her like a dominatrix outfit with like leather up to her neck. Yeah. With a little collar around it. And I'm like, was that really necessary? I. Um, yeah.
3: That's the way I like it.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, you love your leather pants with open butt chaps. So, (laughs) whatever works for you, (laughs) it's all good. But it sort of had a Wizard of Oz feel, sort of like come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. And I saw some of the Easter eggs, and they were talking about him eating an apple. And on the one hand, it was cool that they got to the resolution but on the other hand it's kill me don't kill me i'll be resurrected and i'm like the little splurb in the in the middle where he was saying this is how it's gonna go that was interesting at least from a cgi standpoint (laughs) (laughs) and so i like the special effect but part of it was sort of like it wasn't a great execution all the leading up to there wasn't as big of a bang for your buck as i was expecting
0: Hey. I can understand that because basically, before we even get to see him, we already know who it is, thanks to Mrs. Minutes.
2: <clears throat> yeah, she's a sneaky little thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I enjoyed the swarmy episode. herself. Yeah, Swarmy herself. Definitely she is.
2: Tara Strong did the voice. She's very good at that.
0: Yeah, great Southern accent. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah that's weird to see a computer program have a Southern accent. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> very much so. I enjoyed it. I think my biggest disappointment in the episode was we just completely lost all the character development in four episodes between Loki and Sylvie because they just played right into his hands and let him get into their head and they couldn't keep their bond strong enough to stay on the same page. So that was a little disappointing to me. And yeah, I love the CGI and seeing the timeline out the window of the citadel there that was pretty awesome so i might have liked it a little bit better than everybody else but not by much (laughs) maybe three and a half well
3: that's your timeline yeah exactly (laughs) okay let's get into the recap dave a clock is ticking in the season finale which finds loki and sylvie on a date with destiny Put that on purpose, Steve, on a
1: date. Get it? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) So we have our opening sequence change this week, and I'm like, "There's got to be something in here. It has to mean something." Because we had voiceovers that incorporated just tons of MCU quotes alongside with snippets from the real world, and not the MTV show, real world. Right. But we get (laughs) Sam Wilson with "Way to go, Tic Tac," and That was in Captain America Civil War. And then we also get Wakanda Forever, which that's a little heartbreaking because Mm. we do get Chaz Boseman one more time, actually, in What If, in case anybody wonders. He did do The Voice, so that will be his last official MCU appearance. And we can all cry. But we get, he's a friend from work. I can do this all day. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. What is grief if not love persevering? And that about killed me, by the way. Yes. (laughs) And finally... Open your eyes from the closing scene from last week's Loki episode. And I feel like there was a couple other ones, kind of like where you couldn't really hear it. Right. It felt very, was it the last Jedi? <laughs> where it's like you hear all of the other Jedis talking. We did get some non superhero contributions coming from Neil Armstrong, Greta thurnberg Nelson Mandela, and others. Again, some of the stuff you just couldn't hear super clear. And then we finally end up settling on a thin blue stream that takes us into a truly unbelievable sight. Loki and Sylvie standing on what looks to be an asteroid that's not even a full asteroid. No. Kind of, and staring at the castle as they walk towards what we've seen them walking towards, sorry, at the end of the last episode. And I loved how we had like different universes kind of expand and collapse. And I so just wanted, for some reason, just to see like Doctor Strange somewhere <laughs> pop up. <laughs> But as we're seeing all this, like, I don't know about you guys. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? What's going on? Is this everything happening at once? Is it like something different that they already screw up the timeline? And then, like I said, I wanted to see Doctor Strange and just anything, everything. And I was freaking out because where Steve will take over, we suddenly switch from this superhero genre and awesome. Like, oh, cool. What's happening to a little bit of horror, which I think we can all agree when, (laughs) <laughs> After they go in and Steve takes it away, I know I freaked the hell out. But the opening—what did you guys think of this opening? Because, like I said, I was so like, this means something. <laughs> but I had super high hopes, like going in.
3: Well, yeah, of course. What else could you think? Yeah, I mean, it was just the beginning. So, and all of all the all those uh, quotes—what uh, would you think of that? Is that that was our look at the past Marvel front of all the the movies we've seen, and that's our timeline. And now that they're going into another phase it's all going to change and that was like a look back, do you think?
0: Yeah, I kind of get that feeling from it is that yeah, they were kind of making it feel like, yeah, all these timelines are starting to blend together and interact and but yeah, this is going to be the last time we see this. <laughs> yeah. At least for a while.
1: That will be painful because Black Widow came out right before The ending. And it's like, okay, so they're already setting up the next phase in that movie. How are they going to wipe it and do this? That's going to be really weird. But but it gives them a chance to bring in everything that Fox had. Right. The mutant who apparently already made a little bit of a showing in Black Widow. And then there was the commercial, which I don't know if we should read too much into it. There's a preview for the movie. Oh, God, what is it? It's the Ryan Reynolds movie. Is it New Guy?
3: I think so. Or
1: Free Guy? Free Guy. Free Guy. And he was dressed (laughs) as Deadpool. Deadpool. And, oh, my God, I can't ever say his name. Taki Wakiti? The director from Thor, who also played, I think it was, the big rock guy. He was dressed, well, not dressed, but. He was his character in, like, this little preview. I'm like, is this a way for them to bring him over? Like, all of this weird stuff kind of, like, wrapped together.
3: Yeah, maybe. Why not? I hope they just don't over-expand. And, right. you know, like, uh, too much.
1: Well, you we know we over- have a saturation of heroes. <laughs> yeah. We have at least two that are going into the multiverse that are dealing with it. I mean, Spider-Man kind of already did, but we're going to get more with Spider-Man in the multiverse. I think that's with Miles Morales, and then we are getting it obviously with Strange. But we're bringing in the Eternals, so I feel like who knows what's going to happen. But
2: anyway, but I thought Wanda was also supposed to be part of the Doctor Strange movie, and she is. Yeah, of, they sort of had Kang's Castle sort of have a Doctor Who vibe with the weird looking circular windows. True, uh, yeah. Strange. Oh, yeah. do, no, Doctor,
0: yep.
1: actually, no, Doctor Who, too. is Yeah, circular weather, so. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah that's a good point. They're going to bring everything in and, like, that'd be weird if Doctor Who showed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and didn't they report that Loki is supposed to be in Strange, too? Really? So, yeah, Hiddleston's supposed to be in there. So who knows? Maybe he somehow warns him. It's like, well, we Dr.
2: screwed Frank's up. going to get a headache if he has to fix this timeline issue.
1: Oh, he's going to get a headache anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Loki's finally going to get a chance to really be a hero. Let's see if he can pull it off. (laughs) So, approaching the door of the castle, Sylvia is showing some surprising anxiety, finally getting to face the people she's been looking for her entire life. Now, many Loki fans were predicting Miss Minutes would be revealed as the TVA's true mastermind, and while that notion proved wide of the mark, the chipper orange Clippy certainly knew more (laughs) than she let on. That's accurate. (laughs) Yes, indeed, it's Minutes who welcomes Loki and Sylvie inside the ornate Void Castle, referring to the structure as the Citadel at the end of time. Now, this term draws from two Marvel comic characters, both of whom have been heavily cited by Loki theorists. First is he who remains, who also dwelt in the Citadel at the end of time. And the second is Kang the Conqueror, who ruled over a quantum-defying citadel of his own. She introduces the idea of He Who Remains, the person who created and controlled all. He has worked out a deal to put them both back into the timeline with no consequence in exchange for keeping the TVA intact. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How the hell are you going to be in your own timeline and running the TVA? Uh, I know. Not, uh, not doing uh, it. No. And Miss Minutes sweetens the deal for Loki, offering him victory over the Avengers, the Infinity Gauntlet, and the Asgardian throne. Of course, basic plan to manipulate beginning right here because as soon as she mentions all that, it gives Loki a pause and Sylvie notices it and says, Ah, <laughs> I can't trust you anymore. She even says the two of them could exist on the same timeline together but both Loki's curtly deny the offer wanting to write their own destiny. Cartoon then moves to the office of Ravona Rinslayer and she offers her some new files on behalf of he who remains leaving the TVA worker very perplexed. <laughs>
1: so when they go in and see Miss Minute that's when it turned to horror because I think everybody was like what? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and the and when both of them were like looking around with their swords like oh something's gonna happen i'm like oh god what's gonna happen but we did get a little teeny tiny feedback from one of our former co-hosts jessica she did say the only thing that would have made miss minutes better especially in this moment if it was like dolly instead doing the voice or even like walking on hi (laughs) y'all I'm like, that would have been too scary, because we don't want Dolly to be thought of as a horror movie person right now. That's true, because everybody would trust her,
2: and then you'd get knocked off.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And when she says, he who remains, I'm like, yes! Yes! Yes, I had it! Then I'm like, this is bullshit, because this is way too early for them to reveal.
3: (laughs) It just sounded too good to be true to me. I mean, sweetens the deal, victory over the Avengers, pinning Gauntlet, Asgardian Throat, come on. Right.
1: That's why I was like, okay, so Loki is looking at this going, this is too good, and Sylvie's like, well, no, we can't do that. I have to kill him. But at the same time, Loki's actually listening, but I don't think for a second he ever was like, oh, we can rule, we can do this, and we can still be together. I don't think that's what was going through his head this whole time. Yeah. I think he was just like, yeah, I am a conniving person, so I should listen and then try to figure out what I would have done in this situation. And the whole thing with Miss Minutes, it's like in Ravona's office, like, oh, he thought this would be better for you. I'm like, I'm still starting to think she's behind everything. Right. (laughs) That she has gone rogue. And she's like, here, sliding over some files, like, you should check this out. It's like, all right, this is getting creepy. You
3: know, you can hear her little footstep. Right. What? You can hear her little footsteps.
1: Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now I got to, like, listen with it way up. did minutes say footstep?
3: Yep. Yeah, you can hear her walk. There's a little floor underneath her, too, that appears when she takes a step. A little thin line of, like, white.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. A shadow. (laughs) I did not notice how many rabbit holes did we start going down just from this moment. Right. Like, (laughs) I have not hit the internet too hard because there's so much.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, you can definitely lost forever. fall into the, <laughs> the abyss and never get out. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jazz?
2: I had a question. When Miss Minutes person gives the files to Ravona, isn't that before he who remains says we've now reached a point where I don't know what's going to happen? Yes. So yes. Wouldn't he, so wouldn't he essentially have known what files to give Ravona to get the? Oh, definitely. Action yeah. Action that he wants.
3: Yeah, he contradicts himself. He doesn't. He says he doesn't know what's going to happen. Except, spoiler alert: see you later, see you later, or see you soon. Like, how do you know? (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) And so I'm like, all right, well, if you knew what was going to happen, how was that a surprise? Some of it I found very tiny, whiny, confusing. Yes. (laughs) So it's like, okay, well, if you were so omnipotent, like you, you would have known that. (laughs) <laughs> and you could have prevented that. Cute so like. maybe he wanted Sylvie to be the leader all along, or he just got tired of life and decided, okay, one of you can knock me off. I didn't really get it.
0: Yeah, no, nope. he wanted a break, but
2: <laughs> that's one way to get
3: it. Yeah, that means he's that means he has to go through this all over again, right? Essentially.
2: Well, he said he lived a million lifetimes.
3: Mm, I guess you get bored after a while. Yeah. All right, shall we dive deeper
1: into the Citadel? Do it. Uh, Dive, dive.
3: Dive, (laughs) dive. In Marvel comic lore, he who remains was the sole survivor from a past universe who founded the new TVA to avoid repeating past mistakes. The new TVA. (laughs) Appearing in 1976's Thor 245, He who remains was ancient, all-powerful, and incredibly wrinkly. The figure had honest intentions, though, and it would change his methods on the advice of Thor and Jane Foster. While Loki's interpretation of the character borrows the name and the TVA connection, his backstory and the motivations are entirely altered. Yeah, they've done that. Series do that. Oh, yeah. We've seen it uh, to some degree in Game of Thrones. That the character is played by... Game of
1: Thrones. What's that? We don't want to talk about Game of Thrones.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we know how that ended, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that the characters played by Jonathan Majors might explain why. Because? Refusing Miss Minda's kind offer, Sylvie and Loki head deeper into the Citadel, passing a true of statues that seem to represent the timekeepers. Interestingly, there's a four-statue broken and lying on the floor. The meaning behind this mystery, fourth beetle, (laughs) I thought it might be even the fifth beetle, but there should have been five statues. Right. (laughs) That would have been cool. And it would explain the apple as in Apple Records, too. Yes. (laughs) This may be elaborated upon in Loki season two, but it could also serve as a simple nod to the Marvel Comics in which he who remains initially created a quartet of timekeepers, Only for one, the Oracle of Siwa, to be banished to ancient Egypt. Well, so maybe they did do a good job in changing things a little. You guys really want to travel to ancient Egypt?
1: I kind of feel like they're going to be there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that looks stargate like what
0: a he set is from. Yep. Time to hit the Stargate. <laughs> that was cool,
1: <laughs> Now I'm interested in the different timekeepers. Why do I want to be interested in them? But I, now I want to.
0: Well, you kind of got to figure that they are probably the ones that later on we find out that, Yes, several of the universes decided they wanted to work together and make things better for themselves, and then others didn't. So you kind of figure that there had to at least been three or four that thought the way he did. So you think
1: they're all variants of himself, though? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> huh.
3: I thought he might have imprisoned them in, in different timelines or areas, and one of them that's broken is trapped in the prison or escaped prison? That's an interesting thought. Yep.
2: I read a few dad about the fourth timekeeper who was on the floor, who was slightly different than what Dave had mentioned. Essentially, the fourth statue that was broken, they're all Kang, essentially. And as He Who Remains had said, not all of them are, are nice variants. Right,
0: yep. Yeah and
2: so some of them have no morals or they have altruistic morals and there was some chatter on the net about the fact that the fourth one was actually a reference to the comics where the that Kang was banished for helping the Fantastic Four beat Kang's son, who's called Ramides. And Good boy. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. It kind well, of ties I, in Fantastic Four, which is supposed to be involved.
3: Well, I got a name for the uh, fourth one now. We can call him Chip.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> I'm not going to let you down, Sean. <laughs>
1: oh well. Obviously, those statues can lead us down rabbit holes everywhere, so we're going to move a little deeper into the Citadel instead. Hopefully, you guys can spelunk your way down into Crazy Theories and come back. All of a sudden, we're moving forward and a door opens and Loki and Sylvia are invited inside when Jonathan Major's character makes a long-awaited MCU debut. He's curiously clutching a green apple, munching periodically on both the fruit and the scenery. And I didn't get what the whole thing was with the apple. But I swear, every time he was eating it, it's like, wait, there's more gone, there's less gone. There's yeah. I didn't know if that was a continuity era or if that was like done on purpose.
2: They had a purpose.
1: reference to that in the Doctor Who movie where he used
2: the time stone with the apple and it would get really good. And then it would shrink into nothingness and then get really good again. So it might oh, be in Doctor Strange. Yeah,
0: yeah, Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, when he's wielding the eye of, is it Agamotto? Yep where it's the time stone basically rewinding. And yeah, so it's like whole, it's degraded, it's whole. It's like, I understand it's like a whole apple motif, bending temporal law, but because that's what Benedict Cumberbatch did. But it was like, I didn't know if that's what it's supposed to be. And it's like, oh, here's your Easter egg that somehow strange is connected and we're going to see this. But I don't know. I thought it was weird. But of course, Sylvie is like, I'm going to kill you. And <sighs> every time she tries, he uses a temp pad which doesn't look like a regular temp pad. No. (laughs) To avoid Sylvie's attack by bouncing around, including on top of the elevator at some, some point, which is like, that's weird. I thought it was going to suddenly start to fall or something. And I thought it was cool that Jonathan is in this because him and B, is it B20? I always say the wrong number. They were both in Lovecraft County together.
0: Yeah, B-15. Yeah.
1: B-15, okay. So, see, yeah, but but they weren't they were ever any scenes together. together. Yeah. That's I know, I mean. I'm like, that's weird. Be like, oh, hey, we're in the same movie, cool. And it's like, wait, I'll never
0: see you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but just thought that was kind of cool. It's like, hmm, maybe they'll have scenes together next season.
0: Yep. And we definitely see in this scene that that is Sylvie's sole focus is the killing, no matter what. Oh, why. yeah. Yeah, so. she's just ticked. Right, so you kind of get the feeling that uh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> I don't know, Steve. Love conquers all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not there was that hope. <laughs> all right. I shall really we- liked
2: B fifteen. I thought the the hunter B fifteen kind of grew on me after she got more knowledge about where she was from. And I think the actor's name is Wu Masako. Yeah, I might have mangled that, but anyways, I really liked her. Yep.
0: Well, is the TVA done? We'll find out. Back at the TVA, Mobius returns from the void to confront Ravona. She apologizes for pruning him, saying he got in the way of her mission. She puts the call in for backup, only for Mobius to reveal he's put a stop to that. Oh, really now? (laughs) So we cut to Fremont, Ohio in 2018. Hunter B-15 has been freed from a prison and is being pursued in a school by her fellow Minutemen. She leads one of them into an office, leading him to discover the principal, the variant version of Renslayer before she was recruited to the TVA. A certificate in the office reveals her real name is Rebecca Termine This is an alias Renslayer uses in the Marvel Comics after falling out with Kang, though this Termine lived in 1903 instead of 2018. Well, back to the TVA, Renslayer tells Mobius that the Timekeepers are a necessary lie, having to believe there's a purpose for their work. She argues only one person can have free will, the one in charge. Boy, is she brainwashed. <laughs> she yeah. accuses Mobius of betraying her and their eons of friendship to support the Lokis. He pleads with her, saying they can make something better together. Where have we heard that before? Mobius makes the ill-advised decision to attack her, quickly ending up on his backside with a TVA pruning stick in his face. Now, Kate Heron uses a POV shot of Mobius' perspective to show Renslayer bearing down upon him, and the image is highly reminiscent of when a defeated Loki was faced with the Avengers following the Battle of New York, a neat line of symmetry between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson's respective characters. Though she doesn't prune him again, she disappears into a time door in search of free will. What? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that that was really confusing, and that's what yeah. I wanted to talk about. Because, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna search for free will. What? When? You like just seconds said. ago, it was just <laughs> yeah, the person in charge. So obviously, Miss Minutes gave her the file of the like not necessarily super bad. I'm gonna blow everything up, but iron-fisted kind of Kang. And for some reason, she's like, he'll make it better. I'm like, yeah, you definitely drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this eons
3: of friendship was all a lie. First of all, if you take it literally, she's only from 2018. Right. And eons of friendship, time travels differently, I guess, in TVA. Oh, but sure, I don't because know. it's outside I, of time. Yeah, but I don't know. She was only so it, we we're led to believe whatever she did to get pruned and sent her to the TVA. Oh, we don't know. Right. But Ian's a French. I I question all that. And her going off, find free will. I mean, she could be just using that as a metaphor to find whoever's in charge, but she was fed the files that someone intended her to find. Right. Not not the one she asked for. So she's being lied to again. I I have to assume or steered. Oh yeah. I was just trying to steered.
1: Yeah. I was just trying to figure out. It's like, okay, where were they falling with, like where she's supposed to fall into place is it like a way to set her up as the love interest that's like oh I'll do anything for Kang and keep the TVA but you know when the rest of the TVA is like what is this what is happening oh my god I'm not from here kind of thing and but she kept looking at the the watermarks on the table right and that's why I was starting to think okay she's really realizing all right stuff has happened and It's not quite right, but obviously it didn't play out that
0: way. Not at the end, anyway. Right. She should realize. Yeah, and all this happened before they got to the threshold.
2: Yeah. Maybe the watermarks are because she actually missed Morpheus. Yeah. Oh, since we he's the one who always makes the watermark. Yeah. The oh, Mobius.
3: Mobius. Mobius, not Morpheus. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, you did, are you using a Morpheus joke? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. That Yeah, that would be kind of a, a nice end joke, but that was unintentional. I did do some lookup and found out that he actually, in the comics, is a vampire. He's what they call a that, human that, vampire.
3: That's, that's Morbius.
2: Yeah, isn't that what he is? Yeah.
3: No, he's Mobius. Well, yeah, when you look
2: R. up Mobius and he the same guy who did the the human vampire? it's spelled the same. I thought it no, was thought Morbius. That was with an R. Yeah, Morbius. He's getting a live action too.
0: Right. Supposedly.
2: Oh, no. I didn't know that. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. They'll take political license of anything and You know what?
1: Change See, it up. Some of these names are so close though. So it's like, <laughs> wait, yeah. Which More, one is it? <laughs> Mor- <laughs> Mobius morpheus wait Morbius. too many i can't even Mephisto. say him now right <laughs> <Mephisto>. <laughs> they
2: did all along. <laughs> exactly i actually did some prep going on know some easter eggs and be able to chat about it so
1: oh well <laughs> but yeah we're supposed to get his movie soon i don't know if it's true but we'll see because i think they were talking with leto to do it yeah, and that might but... be up in the air i thought they had started to film but i could be wrong
3: I thought they did too. I thought he committed to it. I don't know.
1: I feel like after the pandemic, like everything went awry. So, or like yeah. during, I should say, like all the movies kind of went awry. So I'm not a hundred percent if they ever finished. I know. So everything could change because we know what's happening. Absolutely <laughs> everything, obviously. And this is showing that anything could happen and we're all going to be like turned upside down. I just want to know if that means we're getting Steve back in any way. Ooh. I'm cool with. Calvin, oh, Steve, he oh, Steve oh. Rogers. Yes. I want Steve Rogers back. Yeah. One
2: of the things they did was play his song in the montage in the beginning, the one that he danced with Peggy to. Yep. Oh, I
1: didn't catch <laughs> that. Damn it. <laughs> They're going
3: to nope. turn it on topsy-turvy. <laughs> I know how we wanted to see Doctor Strange in this, and I was actually afraid we'd see Cap come back, because that would just overshadow everything they, they've tried to build. Right. But with the cliffhanger they did give us, I'm like, okay, see you next year. <laughs> So let's get back to the Citadel. I think that that sounds like a wrap. Looking so we begin to realize their plans of murder are falling apart. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Especially when he who remains pulls out a script for this very conversation, showing that he knows everything that is happening and will happen. He gloats that he paved the road. And he took every step on the way to get to that point, until the point where, no, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. He remains, explains that he must be deceptive, but it's all part of the effort to make sure it all doesn't burn. He goes on to explain his backstory in the 31st century. That's his backstory? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A very dis- discovered universes were stacked on top of each other, and he began to make contact with his multiversal counterparts. Eventually, some versions sought conquest rather than communication, which caused a multiversal war mentioned in Miss Minutes' exposition from the premiere. This story, however, diverges from the conventional narrative. Variant went on to meet and harness a monster made from the— You know, I always say tears. I look at them and I say tears. Made from tears and all the realities. A I watched all these shows in— Closed caption because I don't want to miss anything. Right, I'm like, wow, this monster was formed from tears. Oh, tears. Yeah, well, I like mine better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Using Eliath, he ended the war and isolated the timelines again. Okay. He then created the TBA to help keep everything separated and prevent havoc from breaking out again. As I thought that and I realized that, why does he need Elias still then to protect him from what? Right. He's got the TVA. Everything's under control, including the part where, I don't know, it's just part of the path where he has to bring Loki and Sylvie to him. I don't know. That seems like a lot. He created the TVA to help keep everything separated and prevent Havoc from breaking out again, except he needs a guard dog. He argues, therefore, he is not evil. He's a dictator, but there's something much worse around the corner if you depose (laughs) him. You can dispose him if you want. (laughs) I was disposed. (laughs) Some of that just strikes me as contradictory, though. Absolutely
0: it does.
1: I wanted to know, I mean, even though it was cool, him showing everything on the temp pad, like, it would have probably been cheaper to actually do, like, him just filming the scenes, like, live, right, and yeah. then putting it together.
0: Get the Miss Minutes explanation again. Yeah. Right. Oh, that would have been creepy. She yeah. just pops up.
1: Hey, y'all, let me explain his backstory. It's like, yeah. ah! <laughs> Stuff and nightmares. But listening to him, it's like, oh, there's something worse if you dispose of me. It's like, mm, but is there I know. and you gotta kind of think that's like anybody who wants to keep power is gonna say something like that how far but, can you
3: go let's say there is something worse how far can you go down that road you always fight the the big bad right and win
1: well uh, and then how far down the road is it i mean everybody can live in peace for eons before something happens right so that's why i thought it was weird it's like what every timeline is just going to be like oh I'm back poof right where i left it's like that seems odd but he who remains does make them an offer: kill me, or you two take over the timeline. Because I've been searching for so many years to find someone, and it turned out it was two someone's. And I'm just really tired of the games, and I'm ready for it to be over. Because I'm much older than I look. When he said that, I thought he was going to like transform, and we were going to get like, like super old, wrinkly like he who remains.
0: Right, I see it. <laughs>
1: But Sylvie, of course, does not like this idea. And she's bristling and she's like, listen, no, I have to kill you. It's <laughs> basically her answer right off. And he replies that you're both terrible people and now you have an opportunity to do good. And I think that kind of hurt our Loki. Right. Ah, like, oh, you're just saying I'm a terrible person. You suck. Maybe she'll, Sylvie should kill you. But it, it's wow. sad that she didn't intuit that he did change. Right. Yes. I feel like she should have. Yeah. But after that, you have an opportunity to do good. We suddenly hear a rumble of thunder, kind of. I really thought Loki was going to be like, Thor, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a surprised look spreads across the face of He Who Remains. And he's like, huh. And he dropped. What did he drop? Was it a rock or like a... I thought it was this temp pad thing. It didn't yeah, seem we'll like it was that desk. heavy. Yeah. It was something smaller, I thought. And yeah, he's okay. like, oh, we've crossed huh. the threshold. I didn't expect this to actually happen. Isn't it just testing for gravity? Yeah, that's why I was like, he's going to think it's going to bounce and it just went or something like I I didn't know what that was. But we see a blue stream, which is supposed to be the secret timeline, and it begins to branch out. And he's like, I have no idea what's coming next. What? And I'm like, I still don't know if I believe him. I know. Me too. And of course, Sylvie's like, oh, you don't know? All right, it's on. Yeah, (laughs) She she lunges for he who remains, but Loki stops her, and he's like, I actually believe the story. And of course, she's like, you just want power, and he's, no, I don't. And I really thought they were going to come to some kind of agreement here, but things went, holy cow. Yeah. Because Loki's like, you can't trust, and I can't be trusted. And thinking he's going to talk off the ledge, but she has the blade to his throat, and... Then he tells her, I don't want the throne. I just want you to be okay. And Aww. this was after she almost took his head off, which surprised me she was able to stop, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she puts her blade down and kisses him, and I'm like, Oh, Dave's like cheering. Dave's right happy." Now. Yeah. Dave's happy. <laughs> Dave's I happy. thought that was appropriate.
2: I could see that. I was like, okay, well that's good. Maybe he's gotten through to her and and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I also got confused about what the hell the cross the threshold was. Because if he who remains knows everything, why didn't he know that was going to come? And what the hell is See, the cross That's the why
0: trip? I'm thinking he was lying. Well, but yeah, the he whole knew fight it was coming. scene. Yeah, he just didn't know that they were going to get there before coming to a conclusion with Lokis. Loki's. Yeah,
1: The fight scene I thought was great. Oh, it was oh, awesome! Yeah,
0: Terrific. I'm like,
1: that was just perfect. But after she kisses him and she just looks up at him, and you can kind of see the relief on Hiddlespoon's face, and she's like, "But I'm not you," and shoves him through a time door. I think there was a whole string of swear words that came out of my mouth.
0: Oh, absolutely,
1: <laughs> one of them was like, "You." There was a b word thrown in, but without looking, the way Sylvia's like, "It's on," and he who remains doesn't remain because <laughs> not for so much Right through his middle, and all of a sudden he's laughing and he's like, see you soon. And that is what really messed me up. And that is what I think Dave brought up earlier. If yeah. he didn't know, why is he saying that? Yeah. He's just assuming the timelines are going to go awry and everything's going to happen like it was, but knowing full well that there's beings out there that can stop it other than him. But then again, when you think about it, the Eternals sat back on their thumbs and did absolutely nothing Right when Thanos was like taking out the entire
0: universe, right? So I don't yeah. know.
3: Fix that, Marvel.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe he yeah, just I don't made know a how the variant would
1: show up
0: of him. That's possible too.
1: But that means if all the timelines are back, then everybody is getting what they're supposed to and where they are. That means Kid Loki has his throne, and Loki Finoki is in his swamp <laughs> eating your know, neighbor's cats, and like,
2: oh, don't eat cats. <laughs>
1: Hey, eat something out yeah chickens <laughs> that works
2: <laughs> chickens are not nearly as cuddly I, don't <laughs> <want chickens. laughs>
1: I mean like i was just thinking i'm like or is this why the next thing is what if probably that would make sense
3: i don't know i wouldn't like that
2: well you got a billion <laughs> different possibilities which is yeah what, what if for based on although i
3: don't
1: know i don't
3: think that's what they're gonna base on i just different looks at the way we've seen things before. I don't think this is going to turn into the same continuity.
1: You don't think it's going to all play together? No, I don't. I mean, it could totally make sense. Like, all the different timelines. And then Stephen Strange, when we finally get there, is going to be like, ah, son of a gun! Right. What did you do?
3: Well, they can have it both ways. You know, Stephen Strange said he looked at a million different possibilities and saw the one that had to work.
1: That's true. He can see. And then Wanda was doing the same thing.
3: Yeah. That's a cheat. (laughs) Because if you make it canon, there's no such thing as canon then. Right. Everything's possible.
2: (laughs) Well, they just retcon it so they can
1: have different movies.
3: That really takes a rug from out underneath all these great stories, though. I don't want that.
0: Right.
1: But if we get AVX that way, I'm like, I, I don't know. I might be okay with it. Right. <laughs> because I've been waiting to see Avengers and X-Men.
0: Yeah. It is definitely curious that we get to the threshold and he says he knows that he doesn't know what's going to happen, yet he knows that when she knives him that he's going to see her soon. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe he means because she has
3: to get off that island, oh, right? And she's yes. got a ten pad, right? right? And I guess she's going to grab the other whatever surviving Loki she wants to, like Kid Loki, because he's going to have to have his own series, right? right?
2: <laughs> they already sure. got alligator plushies out; those are cute. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, they do! I have to go get one. <laughs> yes, at a pop. A pop I see, <laughs> really cute. I never thought an alligator was adorable before.
3: <laughs> the, what the Funko Pop?
2: Yeah, and they and also have they say, they little uh, things. got the little push.
3: horns on it. hilarious.
2: I <laughs> also saw a thing that said that the Star Wars, him eating off a hand is a nod to the fact that Disney now oh, owns yeah. Star Wars yeah. and that all the people, you
1: know, appendage lopped off.
0: Never off stops. in a hand. <laughs> yep.
1: Wait a second. is kid Loki isn't part of the Young Avengers, is he?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Wait, <laughs> he is? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I knew Young Avengers were coming, but I didn't know Kid Loki was part oh, yeah.
0: of it. Yeah, they managed it was- to- Oh managed to get one for every series, you know, TV series. They did. Yeah, yeah. Well, two in the first one, but right. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I didn't realize that. That's great i wonder if the alligator comes with him.
0: Oh, I hope so. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That would
1: be great. I mean, he keeps jumping in his arms like it's his puppy anyway. That's right. Oh, my God. We've totally gone in a
0: different timeline.
1: Let's finish this one up, shall we see? So we
0: (laughs) get to the aftermath as his body sits slumped in a chair. Sylvie sits on the floor. We pan outside to see the timeline begin to crackle as branching gets worse. As they watch the Calamity build, Mobius and B-15 repeat the TVA mantra to each other, for all time, always. You gotta think at this point in time, and maybe I'm wrong, that this was this version of Mobius and B-15 that are aware of what's going on. Maybe. (laughs) Elsewhere in the TVA, Loki silently sits, mulling over what's about to happen. He finally gets up and runs through until he finds Mobius and B-15 mulling over the branching. Loki warns that countless virgins of He Who Remains are coming, but the two respond by asking, Who are you? What branch do you come from? That's (laughs) always a bummer. Yeah. Oh my god, my heart broke. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's gonna have to start all over with Mobius? Oh, Mm. that just sucks. (laughs) So... He runs off and stares out at the statue of the timekeepers that now is not the timekeepers, but the face of the very man he's discussing. And rather than a post credit scene, we get a simple stamp, one that tells a thousand words. Loki is returning for season two. It ended on a good note. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm glad we're getting a season two, but yeah, it was like, confusing as it is yes yeah Yeah. so did she put him in the wrong timeline did she not know which timeline she was putting on did king like set that up on purpose for him to end up because he actually knew what was going to happen this whole time right just the fact that she basically betrayed him just broke my heart anyway and then not having like any allies she's like what are you an analyst and i was like oh my god right yeah
3: He should have ran and got into his locker and grabbed his jacket and it said "Variant" on the back. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then those numbers on the wall. I'm assuming that was reference to when Kang was first introduced in Thor, because it was like T something. and I cannot right, from me yeah. remember, but it was like it stayed on those numbers for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I but. tried to look those up, and I couldn't find any reference to
2: them, because I actually wrote those all down, <laughs> and I found lots of reference to various comics, but none of them were those numbers.
1: Ah, okay. Oh, really? Well, because normally when it's the number, like, say, T365, it's Thor 365, and that's like when one of those characters is there or something.
0: Appears, yeah. First appearance. Yeah.
1: But, but I that's weird it if just...
2: it's not. Yeah, I could have just not found it, but I, there was one reference for, like, 371, but the number that was on one of the archive stacks was 372.
0: So I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. well, that's close. See, yeah, not quite. <laughs> not quite. Well, and I know the one
3: the DHF, on. DHF stands for. It stands for Dave Healy's Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then there was like an MSL and a TE7 and a TSV. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to find something. And I found Bubkiss. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave it to Dave and Steve to tell me what the Easter eggs were. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Those. Uh, yeah. I don't know where. I know
2: not
1: all of them, are. but I thought there was one that was specific, like just T and two numbers, which I assumed, like I said, was Thor. And I was just guessing because as we're staring at the giant. Statue of Kang that it was when Kang was first introduced, but I do not remember.
0: Maybe it's Evil Kang, right?
1: Does he have a little goatee like in Star Trek?
0: <laughs> yeah, Mirror Universe. <laughs> little mustache. Yeah,
3: I saw. No, I saw that. You know, I was in a Hallmark shop yesterday, <laughs> and they they had those uh, Christmas ones. It was a uh, a Vulcan Spock hanging there with a little beard. that says coming this October. <laughs> 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 Spoiler alert, everyone.
2: I still want a Tasha Yar one, but I don't think they made it. I have a Janeway one though.
3: Oh, nice! Do you have the
0: little black pool?
2: No, I have all the vehicles.
3: <laughs> Just make your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! That
2: night, yeah. <laughs> I like Tasha.
0: Yeah, I guess the thing that I had the most issue with is how everything got reset so quickly. Because even if it did reset, but it's not really reset to the beginning; it's reset to somebody else is in charge. And has spent all this millennia getting the TV be- built up, and now there's a different ruler. And it's like...
3: Possibly. Possibly. Yeah.
0: How did that Unless happen Unless that so was quickly? orchestrated,
3: too, you know? Right, yeah. Now, that, that could you be... You can go on and on, Steve. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get to the Doctor Who timey-wimey Hanway point with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anybody else got any more thoughts on this episode?
1: No, I just... I wanted more... I think we're going to get more missed Minutes, though. I'm just saying.
0: Right. She's going to be <laughs> well, super creepy next season. And I guess he, season two will be Loki's search for Sylvie. Because <laughs> the there's almost no way that they can end up in the same timeline to be able to work together.
2: Well, at this yeah. point, she doesn't like him because she considered that he betrayed her. So maybe right. she pumped him back into a different timeline to keep him from finding her right. again.
0: Very possible. She
3: kissed him and, and saved him. Yeah, so I don't know.
0: All right, well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode of this season and next season. So go to www.fangirlzone.com and click on the contact link where you will find several ways to contact us via email or through social media. You gave me the, you're going to give me the, the giggle, Steve. <laughs> Please review and rate us on
3: iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell all your friends, and I hope you are enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great, great Fangirl Zone podcasts. Right, Sean?
1: Yes, much like the Mudhorn Clan Cast.
3: Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, like Steve said, you can go over to www.fangirlzone.com. We have all of our contact information there, so you can email any of us. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, everywhere else we are. We're kind of like American Express, we're everywhere you want to be. And for this episode of the Marvelous Post-Blip Podcast... This is jazz. It's not personal, it's practical. I'm Sean Fangirlass, and until
0: next season... And I'm Steve. Oh, well, you know, one man's voids, another man's piece of cake.
3: And this is mischievous Dave, and I'm sitting here stuck to my leather chair because it's humid and I'm wearing assless chap. But I do have a poem for you and it's called Ode to Kang. For all the lies he's fed, for all the lives he's led, there's one thing for certain, he's never really dead.
1: There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery of known as the female mind you are now entering the fangirl zone